Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika Soft Gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Welcome to the Canna Mom Show. Are you looking to hear a great cannabis story told by real cannabis moms? Well, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joey Skerber. I'm a lawyer, mom of two, and I've been talking with moms from coast to coast who are involved with the and leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my canna sister and co-host, Amy Searles. Hey there. Hey, Amy. How are you? I'm doing great. It's going to be a good show, right? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm excited. We are sharing the stories of women breaking barriers and building businesses in the emerging cannabis industry. So today, from the podcast garage in Austin, Massachusetts, we'll be speaking with the founder of Janice Veriditis. Did I say that wrong again? <laughs> <laughs> You'll say it again for me. It is a cannabis business that helps curious people understand the modern day cannabis industry. The CEO and founder identifies as a nonconformist and attributes her success to the entrepreneurial free spirit. She began to hatch the idea of, I'm just going to call it GV, <laughs> after the town she and her family lived in shot down a proposal for a laboratory for medical cannabis. And while cannabis was not something she had been experimenting with at the time, she had a friend who used it for pain during a cancer treatment. And as more states began to allow for the recreational use, she found a role for marijuana in her own lifestyle. She is passionate about using her voice to influence society's opinion so professional women can enjoy and appreciate the many benefits of cannabis. Welcome, Kate Morgan. Thank well, you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you both. I'm so happy to have you here. So you came in from the burbs. Yeah, I did indeed. <laughs> and, you, and you found it. It's a beautiful little space, right? It is. It's fantastic. And we feel lucky to be doing this. And we've been telling yes. a lot of cannabis stories here. Oh, yes. So I know your cannabis story has to do with you had a business before this. If you want to talk a little bit about that and how you got involved with cannabis through your own advocacy in your town, your business that you're building now, which sounds amazing. We both have daughters who just went off to college. True, and true. We, we actually did talk about how we talked to our daughters about cannabis, so maybe we can fit that in later. Absolutely. So that'd be Absolutely. great. All right, let's start. So how did you great. get here, Kate? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I am, um, you know, your usual 
serial entrepreneur. So this is my latest um, investment into myself and also helping to create uh, a really positive experience in the cannabis industry. So, um, you know, I had run a consulting firm for almost nine years. And, um, you know, with that, I learned a lot about people and working with people. And now I'm switching gears and focusing my efforts on making sure that people understand that cannabis is no longer uh, taboo. It should not be taboo. Correct. So we want to see um, women um, be empowered to not to have, you know, we're in a very puritanical state. I always say that. I say yes. In Massachusetts, the idea that we pass cannabis here and we're Puritans. Oh, yeah. Serious Puritans. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And it's so it's and everyone thinks we're so liberal. I know. Well, and I think we are. Yeah. I think we're, I think we'll find that most people are non judgmental, mm-hmm. but they're certainly fear, they're fear um, being judged. And mm-hmm. so if we can break down these barriers to make sure that they feel comfortable and confident, because there's so many people that are using particularly so I'm coming out of consulting in the high tech space. And I hate to, you know, I hate to clue everybody in, but high-tech professionals, it's actually um, throughout throughout the uh, organizations people are using, you just don't know it. Which is, the, which is literally the issue we talk about all the time, that when you're hiding this, and especially because we talk about cannabis in the context of motherhood all the time, mm-hmm. um, and now when you're hiding something and people don't see it, this creates a shame and this misunderstanding of what it is. And those people in those industries obviously are working hard. Mm-hmm. Very hard. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that totally deflects that stoner image. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I love telling the story of uh, Janice Rudidas. Um, well, thank so- you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just I did take Latin in high school, which is just embarrassing. So, <laughs> so Janice yeah. Rudidas is it's really a holding company um, because, again, even from like an investor perspective, they don't really want to have that on their own personal balance sheet, right? So yep. we Still, we yeah. needed to, to give uh, some sort of uh, uh, cloak for them to feel comfortable even operating on that level. So do you want to talk about just, uh, it's a beautiful name, do you want to talk about how you found it and why, why you decided to use that name, <laughs> even though I cannot pronounce it yet? Yeah, yes. yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's simply Latin for kind weed. Kind weed. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, has has a very stoner connotation, but I look at it from the protect you know, perspective of, you know, um it's it doesn't need to be you don't have to be stoned. Exactly. And I actually wanna like I I wanna come up with a word that doesn't say high, it doesn't say stoner, because we really are promoting um microdosing. Exactly. When I come home um after a stressful day and I'm gonna split a bottle of wine with my husband, I'm not telling people I'm getting drunk. Right. You know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, how do I how do I describe microdosing in a way that is um, really really actually adopts what I'm looking for? You know, so that's and this is going to be something that we'll we'll talk a lot about well, moving so, forward. So this is really a cultural shift. So when you were when we were talking about how you even came to this point, so you were in a town where people were very opposed to cannabis. Yeah. On a on a level of probably from misunderstanding, but how did that how did that progress into where you are now. Yeah. So, you know, um, and I'll call them out. North Andover shot down having a lab um, and it was a medicinal lab. They weren't even going to uh, be growing or cultivating or anything. They were actually going to be putting it in. And frankly, it was a bunch of stay at home moms that decided that um, they wanted to fight it because they didn't want their kids getting stoned. Well, just so interesting because this is the thing we actually talk about on the show about how 
you have to normalize this situation. And the more you hide it and the more you demonize it, the more interested the kids are in it. I have so many moms whose kids, they're not even interested in cannabis anymore because it's mom's medicine. How boring is that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's a different, it's really whatever I believe. Someone believes the opposite. I understand that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I, I wasn't a user. Right. At the time. Yeah. You know, which, but I, you know, what, particularly when you have the foray and, you know, entrance to be medicinal, why, who are we to say no? You know, and we know that there's all of these uh, opportunities to help cure um, and, and, you know, help alleviate pain, et cetera. So when that was coming down, I, I, you know, my husband, I looked at him and I said, you know, fuck it, we need to get out of here. We, so you know, just, like, you I just can't... The value, so the values of the town were really... It's, it's skewed bum, with bum, mine. Bumming you out. Yeah, well, it was, <laughs> you know, it, it was definitely misaligned with, with my beliefs. And so, um, you and know... You, and you were still working in your human capital space? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, and I still actually have my consulting firm oh, as well. Okay. Um, but I wanted to shift gears. Um, we moved and during this time I, I did, you know, four years ago, um, I walked into a dispensary with my girlfriend who actually had to have her stomach removed. And so she had gotten to using it. And she actually took me to a dispensary uh, out in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, the, nice. first, the first experience in a dispensary should be it's a strange. It's a, ma it's a magical experience. It, it is a magical it experience. It really is. It kinda, I, it's like it turns your head upside down. Well, yeah. I I found it extremely uncomfortable. Uh, uh. Yeah, but the idea that you can buy, but this is what I, I know. I love the story of like how we got to the point where we want something place comfortable for us. Yeah, but just the idea that you can walk into a space and buy pot. It was a dream come true for me <laughs> in Denver. Honestly, I never thought I would see the day. Yeah, but so I'm I'm Please. still I was still coming from. You know, and this is where I'm very in touch with, um, you know, our our clients, right, is we, we want to, we do want to normalize it. We, you know, and right now we have early adopters and the early adopters are the ones that go in. They know um, what they want uh, because they've been using. They were using before it was legal. And so when you go in, it's sort of intimidating to, you know, be surrounded by people that know what they're talking about. And here I am feeling very middle-aged woman. Oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, this isn't, this isn't a good feeling for me. And, you know, the bud tender was very kind and, you know, uh, he kind of set me up. But, um, you know, now we look at, at Massachusetts and, again, we still are working with early adopters and these, um, you know, and, you know, I think the dispensaries try very, very hard to make it feel good you know like it's a good healthy experience but until we can really get them feeling you know the the women to feel okay um and it, as it is like i know a lot of professional women that um have their medical cards mm -hmm. and that's what drew me so i i went out and my my co-founder suzanne i you know we encouraged you know they encouraged us to get the medical card and i'm like wow this is the experience that everyone should feel and so that's why. Um, well, under, describe what the how you actually get the card or the. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It, it's not the card. It's the experience when you go into a medical dispensary. Oh right, all right. It's, oh, that, yeah, that's, that, so that is a different experience. I, okay, I understand. So you went into like a very wreck kind of bro culture. Chill, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I have been doing some interviews at dispensaries, so I can I I've spoken to some of the people who are working there now, and they do. They're all medicinal right now, so. They're very invested in kind of helping people guide them through and understand because you walk in, there's tinctures and edibles and flour and 
You can vape it. Or you can and vape. hand, hand you can, you creams. Can, you can't everything. vape it anymore, but you could, you know, there's right. so many different ways to consume it, and it is overwhelming. I agree. Yeah. yeah but, you know, it's, it's, it's subtle. There's not huge lines. Right. So um, under Janice Veritadas, mm-hmm. we're uh, initiating um, Live Lilium. So Live Lilium is really where we change um, the, the direction. What we're doing is it's, a, it's basically brunch and learns, right? So, so, so they're like Tupperware parties. It, yeah, so where we that's you know there's some some okay. issues with having you know this Tupperware co- party concept. So we're we're sort of going to be evolving into that. But right now, what we're doing is we're partnering with dispensaries. We're going to have a brunch and learn where that's you smart. Go, yeah, and you go in. Um, so we'll have a brunch set up. It's going to be about an hour and a half. Um, you go in with your 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 besties, your tribe, whatever. Um, we educate you know, all the attendees to uh, understand what products are going to be available, how to best use them. You know, there are ways to, um, you know, and I'll say what we found in our focus groups, um, they, they didn't want to vape. They didn't want to smoke. And I'm with them on that. We're not really advocates. What we do advocate for is fast acting. And if you're going to use something that's a little slower acting, such as an edible, how do you dose appropriately? That is so important. Yeah. I mean, the dosing, I hear this over and over and over again. Are you going to planning on doing any um, education sort of in terms of like history, how we got to this point? Because I think that's the thing that really changed my mind. I didn't understand what cannabis was until 2016. Yeah. And I did it the league. I learned about the laws, basically. And then I learned the history. And I always say this now. I'm not a conspiracy theorist in general, <laughs> but now I am. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I and then the. And the cannabinoid system, mm-hmm. you know, people still think I'm making that up. And it, it, it really, it helps, I think, explain to people why um, it's different than alcohol or opiates, which people still try to connect it with. And, and that, is that going to be part of your education? It's, it's more yeah. for, so, so look at it this way. You have, you have that tipping point. How do you get to the late majority? And you went there because you had um, a more logic-based interest. Mm-hmm. We're going for those those folks that want a little bit of the playful vibe of it's more fun when you're doing something that feels a little taboo, a little illicit maybe, even though it's not. That's true. So we want we want to give more of that fun environment. Yes, we want to talk about the legal aspects. We do want to talk about the medicinal because you know, I want to I want people, hey, come learn for yourself. But maybe you're going to find out your mom who's been suffering with, you know, different ailments. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how you could recommend her on a tincture or something to ease that into their lifestyle. Um, but so, make it, but to make it, make it accessible and fun. Because I actually, I did these, I did one, um, quilts and cannabis. From oh, my, cool. So my, yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a quilter. People think it's so funny what I'm doing because this is not to be the maternal voice of cannabis. It's really <laughs> never my goal. <laughs> But I do know a lot about cannabis pot now, as my mother likes to say. And people <laughs> ask me a lot of questions. And I'm a generalist. So I had some of my lady friends who really have not consumed in 20, 25 years. There were three of them. I brought a little art project. That was the quilting part, which we never got to. I brought all the, you know, I kind <laughs> of like. A little I, distraction. Yeah. I mean, I thought we would do something creative. But they just wanted to talk. And it was such a funny reaction because I am in this world. So I don't, I almost forget how unnormal it is for some people. Yeah. Um, they each like they had like a little consumption, like a hit or two, like nothing really. And then one woman told this story she had never told before about like how she met her husband, 
it was so funny but I, i'm like in this world now so i forget that that's just normal like that's yeah. just normal to us now and they were so happy just to have this sort of basic introduction because it was so foreign if you haven't used something in 25 years oh yeah yeah and, and so and, and it right. was very helpful it was like it was fun it was like fun. i have to say it was fun to organize yeah i made yeah. little posters and i had slides <laughs> and i had like i have this whole bag of collections so you know like if you've never been to a dispensary and seen how it's labeled that's really important oh yeah yeah and it's it's overwhelming and you know i i applaud the boston globe for you know having now a section on cannabis but i love yeah, yeah one of one of the articles you know, was oh, it? It was kind of. It made me sad because uh, the writer was um, basically saying, when you go into a dispensary, don't come in with a bunch of questions. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, no, you that's know, wrong. Yeah, and so that's why you know we we want to get people into the dispensaries. So in our partnership with these brunches, we spend an hour and a half with them. You know they can have a couple of mimosas to you know and then we you know we have uh basically sort of like if you're ordering sushi you know basically you can decide while we're discussing the different products that are going to be available they can then go and we want the dispensaries so we're being very selective on the dispensaries we work with because we really want that partnership there's some good there's a good one in Uxbridge. yeah yeah, yeah there's, there's going to be a whole <laughs> yeah. slew of them in Uxbridge pretty soon <laughs> um but we want we want to have that relationship so um when we go in that the um gm or the president or what have you can you know talk about their mission vision and values of that particular dispensary just like a company, you know, their brand, they don't have much of a brand because the CCC does not allow them to have a brand and the feds don't allow them to have uh, a brand in, you know, social media. So we want to help. I think this is the other thing that people do not understand how hard it is to get your idea out there. It's so hard to market. Yeah. It's, they, it's, 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 it's absurd. Like, I think you can make cups and t-shirts now. I mean, I... No, you, you, you can't have any nothing, anything with your, nothing, your logo. Nothing, nothing. I thought they were, I was at a meeting, I thought they were shifting a little bit. But no, it's absurd. We can hope, we yeah. can hope. But um, yeah, we were out in Turner Falls and they have these great cases. And you could see where they had to pull the labels off of the cases because you can't have the logo on it. So you're coming and you're filling this void. Like it's a thing that people may not even know exists, this void. It, it is, it's, it's an enormous void. It's guerrilla marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, really, we're, we're going to bring these people into their dispensaries, um, they do get to speak about who guerrilla marketing. I like yeah, that. Yeah, who th- who they are, and um, you know, be in touch with this whole demographic that would not have elected to go in on their own. That's great. So interesting. So how are you making your partnerships? It depends on the specific. Are you, do, um, are you trying to do, are you trying to do it regionally? Are you trying to do it? Um... Well, we're launching. Yeah, so we're okay. launching more on the North Shore because okay. we we want to go. We know that we want to we want to do like a witchy tour of uh, Salem. Salem, yeah, yeah. that would be great. <laughs> a witchy cannabis tour, of Salem. So the possibilities are just endless. Yeah. <laughs> so we are actually in conversations with uh, Dan out of uh, the uh, ATG. Okay. So alternative. Uh, so he's he's been fabulous because we do you know we do want biz- business oriented people. Um, so they can really understand what we're trying to do. And, and, and it creates, I don't know, this is nice because it creates a community. Again, you know, this yes. is all interstate commerce. Um, there's a lot of weird rules going on. It's uh, it's a growing community. It does seem pretty tight, though, at some level. Like, I see a lot of the same people over and over again at the events. People who are brave enough to open up these dispensaries have yeah. to have their heart in it 120%, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then and then they just you know they have to put out a sign and hope somebody drives by. You know, in in and, and, and they're hard to get. This is the other thing. This is probably helpful because it's hard to get into them. And I know how to get into a dispensary. It's very intimidating. It is, and we need to break down those barriers. So you know, mm-hmm. unless again, unless you're you know somebody that is an early adopter. You don't care. You're camping out for your iPhone. Well, you're camping out for the dispensary that's opening up. But we're, you know, even on the dispensary level, as more and more open up, there's not as much of a drive for um, the media to cover it. Exactly. I went to well, we went to the opening in uh, the Lester, the Curly, Curly. Mm-hmm. Was it? Yeah. So yeah. I went, we went. That was a day we set up a camera and we were there interviewing people. It was like kind of snowy and raining, and it looked like. It was like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like there were people <laughs> coming from everywhere, and the line was enormous. And you to get there, we actually counted. We actually counted the number of liquor stores before <laughs> we got there. <laughs> it was like some crazy number, like nine. Yeah, and nine liquor stores. Yeah, and then we got there, and there's just like in the middle of nowhere, there was this huge thing. Yeah, and it was crazy. It was well, crazy, and, and even and, and, and Brookline's still that way. But yeah, well, and, but Brookline. Brookline at Netta is still still that way, yeah. which kudos to them, but they're not helping um, the the more timid, you know, person that that wants to try it. No, I know. So let's let's flip it. So how are you finding the people who are going to go visit these dispensaries? So because it's education, mm-hmm. we we can leverage social media, or you can use it to find your um, guests, or yeah. what are you calling them? Uh, yeah, the guests, guests clients, clients, what okay, have yeah. you. So we want to we want to get them in, um, and there are so many people. I mean, so I, someone's listening to the show and they want to do it. Where they get could they get in touch with you after they hear, after they listen to us on absolutely. the Canamon show? That's right. <laughs> at the podcast garage in Austin. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's going to be on Live uh, Lillian. Um, so they'll be able to register, and we'll and, have all that in the show notes, so you can yes, get in touch with them. Yes. So, so anyone, so people get in touch with you, and then they can be part of this group of people that you're going to bring to dispensaries that need people. Yep. And when they, it's go, a people people thing. Exactly. And when they go to the dispensaries, um, they get the you know red carpet treatment, so we get a VIP pass. And it's a nice way to. I think that's a nice way to see it. This is yeah. such a great idea. I know, right? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> We're really it's important. Excited. Yeah. Not everyone wants to go by themselves. No, no, and and this becomes you know becomes again um, that it things always feel better. Like think of when you know maybe you were you know the first time you you stole beer from your parents, right? <laughs> and you did it with your best friend, um, and that's the the environment we want to have is that it's fun. You can chat about it. You you know we're not we're not having we're not you know using product at the brunch. We're not selling the product. We just want to help them uh, experiment, and we do. And, and, safely, and I know, and I, know we, I know we do have this divide between CBD and cannabis, and cannabis and medical marijuana. But my policy and my position, sort of, basically now, if I've been in this industry for so long, is that it can help everybody on different levels. If you have arthritis and you need a balm for your hands, or if you enjoy the tinctures because you're having trouble sleeping, or I was in this beautiful shop in Greenwich Village this weekend, and they were very good about. It was all CBD products, obviously, mm. but they had a dosing little um, booklet. Cheat sheet kind well, of thing, not yeah. Even like, like, so they gave you the dosing, like how you should how you should actually use it over the weeks. But then they gave you a little booklet so you can keep, you have to be very aware of how you're feeling. That's part of this, the yeah. cannabis revolution is, you know, you don't just take two pills and hope that the pain goes away. You smoke a little pot and you have to be fully aware of your body. This is a whole new thing for Americans. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it's, it's a, a whole new thing for me. It's it's a whole new thing. <laughs> but if if you you know maybe you smoked in high school, right? And so we know back then, you know, if you're looking at the '70s, it had THC of one percent, right? And now, on average, it's fifteen percent. Fifteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, they the I mean, you could get Bruce Banner, and that's the highest, and that's like thirty three percent. So, you know, we want to we want to steer people. And again, you know, we're we're more about microdosing. Yeah. Um, which, which I think is such, so important to talk about, because, again, this whole stoner, are you getting high before work or whatever oh, yeah. it is that people are talking about, even talking about the tech industry. It's, it's a way for people to focus. It's a way for people to get into their work in a really um, engaged way, which if you've never used cannabis that way, it seems kind of confusing. But it's obviously the truth. People yeah. are doing this. Um, well, you can yeah. have, you know, and I think, again, you know, they, people think anything related to um, cannabis means you're, you're high. But you can have, um, you know, a full spectrum and you're having anxiety. Um, you know, you can, you can take something and it's not going to, you know, burn you out. And, you know, when I talk about people are like, they're more comfortable talking about CBD now. Right. Very comfortable. But when I say, when I think of CBD, I think it's, you know, CBD will make my shoulders relax, but my head's still going. So if I'm oh, going that's to... A, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So, but at night, you know, like being an entrepreneur, I, I, there's a lot that keeps me awake. So how do I decompress? Take it, take us just a CBD. Yeah. My shoulders are re relaxed, but my head's still going. If I do the full spectrum, all of a sudden... You know, uh, I'm not I'm not feeling fuzzy brained. I'm just not playing the, you know, the DVR in my head. It lessens the intensity. Yes, exactly. It, the, the volume of the voices, the inner voices. Yeah. Just turns it down a little bit. Could relax. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, know. We, we do that. We do that with wine. Women like, you know, every, and wine, you get a hangover. Seriously. Get, well, you get a hangover. And I mean, always I, I, I also am not crazy about, you know, the caloric intake when that happens. You know, you're figuring like some wines, you know, two, you know, 200. Oh, yeah. The sugar content. Is, uh, yeah. And so I, I just feel yeah. I feel better. And it. And the, yeah. And the acid also. Yeah. And yeah. I for me, being an insomniac, if mm. I have too much sugar at night, forget it. I'm up at 2 a.m. You know, where if I microdose at night, I can just take the edge off. So let's actually we're, we're coming up on our time. So I just want to get the Aww. other subject I did want to talk about because we both have daughters. Yes. We just went away to college. I know. And wow. We, <laughs> and we had very, we were talking about how we talked to our daughters before they went to college. I will say my daughter wanted a vape pen. She's out in another state. And I said, no more vape pens. <laughs> 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 we'll figure something out. But, yeah. you know, so, so let's talk about so you said you were talking about how you're in this business now i'm in this business now my daughter thinks it's hysterical um but my, we're very open about it now so yeah, yeah well my my daughter is the perfect example of um somebody born out of a puritan state <laughs> so she she has not really experimented she went to an all-girls boarding school she's she's a little tightly wound and um you know i remember i shared her with her our you know pitch deck for the company and it it kind of blew her mind and she's she's was very timid about it and was she, was she afraid to tell her friends what her mom was doing yeah oh interesting. oh yeah, yeah yeah and um but you know it's it's great now because and she's she's in washington where it is legal mm. and you know i i went out there after we dropped her off and 
I went to uh, a dispensary just to kind of see what that was going to be like. And it was uh, dubiously called the joint. And, um, you <laughs> oh, know, people, I, people, I, people. <laughs> and I, but I went in and, you know, this was this was the state of it. You know, so I walk up, you know, there's not a big line because it's, every, you know, it's everywhere out there. And, um, you know, I, I said, you know, what do you what kind of products do you, you know, because we're experimenting with different products. And I said, what kind of products do you have for microdosing? And the guy gave me something that was going to be like 25 milligrams. I'm like, that's not microdosing. 25 milligrams is not microdosing, if you're listening. At all. Yeah. At all. <laughs> Start with a two and a half. Yeah. Or a five. Ex and go from there. Exactly. Exactly. So Less is more. Always. Yeah. Always. And that, Always. Was, that was the thing that, you know, it, it's so... Before my daughter went out, you know, um, so then I, you know, I have all these products because we're, you know, we're sampling, we're trying to talk about them and everything. Exactly, of course. And, and she's like, I think, you know, I kept pulling out containers of stuff and her eyes were like, <laughs> oh my God. But she really appreciated it because, you know, and um, we had uh, did a webinar and we had her sit in and, you know, she was then started looking at it from an intellectual perspective of, I wouldn't know if I went to a party. She goes, you know, the it, truth. I, I would probably already have a beer or I'd have a drink, and then somebody would. I would only probably have the confidence to try cannabis then, and that after, you know, my inhibitions are lowered. However, that's interesting. And now, that's insight, smart right, girl, right? Mm -hmm. But then, <laughs> but then you take, you know, you're you're having alcohol, and then on top of it, then you're going to try and dose in a. You know, it's going to be a stoner that's trying to get her stoned. Yeah. And it's different. Oh, yeah. It is so different. There needs to be a big education about that. Alcohol yeah. and weed together. Because that's a completely different high. Yeah. Completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, Which it's, is, I think, is what majority, I mean, my experience as a youth, that was always how it, it was the same exact yes. way. We'd be at a party where there's alcohol and then someone would sneak around the back or go into the bathroom or however we consumed it back in the day. Yeah. It was a different experience. Absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting that she could. Yeah. And it. so she was just so appreciative of understanding what the proper dose would be and, you know, visualizing what it is. And, um, you know, so I think it was it was empowering for her. So now it's not going to be something she's afraid of. That's just the fear. Again, the fear. and the That's great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. My, so my the fear and miseducation. miseducation. That's really it. Yeah. And, and even though so my daughter's out in uh, she's in Arizona now, actually, and uh, her friend of hers is doing a course on discourse professions speaking professions and I don't know how they got around to this and she found out what I do for a living she couldn't believe it so she wanted to interview me and it was so nice to talk to one of my daughter's friends about this in a very mature way you know yeah. she's an 18 year old young woman uh her mother's an attorney like me oh, and she's just very curious yeah. she was very curious about this and um asked really smart and interesting questions so this next generation they know about things differently than we did yeah yeah they definitely feel i think it's you know we still have to give them um what they need to then carry it forward right and you know so we're coming out of and i always say this these are stories that are going to be lost we live in a weird anomaly in history a hundred years of history of this product being so demonized that you go to jail for it really yeah, but yeah we it's not actually new because look at no um, but it's not nice it's six thousand years of history yeah yeah so well, there's six we're in, we're in the weird part of it well but that but i think of yeah. you know when prohibition was lifted mm -hmm. It's it's really no different than that. Absolutely. Right? Yep. You yeah. know, yeah. so so if we got through that, we can get through this. I absolutely and we'll be healthier at the end of it, I think. Yeah. And happier. I Isn't that the <laughs> Why is it a crime? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. To want to relax so and be terms, happy. So mm-hmm. we're about to wind up a little bit. So in terms of your um, the future of how you're going to get the women, professional women who probably could use this, I always say growing up, when my kids were young, wine was part of our repertoire. Yep. Like mummy and wines. It was like almost a necessity. Yep. This next generation is different. And how are you going to work? What is your hope for these women who you're going to be working with who can engage in this in a really productive way? And it's, yeah. 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 I mean, it's really about making, um, providing a safe uh, space for them to experiment, mm-hmm. give them the tools and the power to um, know that they can control this and they can incorporate it into a lifestyle. That's a good message. Yeah. So that's that's my goal. That's it. So actually, we're going to be at a um, there's a wedding cannabis wedding expo November tenth. This oh. should be like I just thought of this. this <laughs> yeah, you like should a... come to that. <laughs> Wait, what's what's the date? November tenth. Oh, wonderful! But like a girls' night out, you know, before the wedding. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. That's like a. <laughs> <laughs> so many ideas it's endless yeah oh um, yeah endless yeah we're actually going to be sitting down with a, um uh two women from colorado who are moving out to boston to do a cannabis wedding event um to set up their cannabis wedding company out here beautiful yeah. beautiful and excellent p- again filling a void yeah. Right? Filling a void. yeah girls night out who needs that you know yeah. bachelorette parties I, I love the brunch idea i just think that's great yeah i yeah. love it and we, you know, our, our messaging is really geared towards uh, women 40 and over. Perfect. Where, you know, at some point in your lives, right, you just say, this is me. I don't care. I agree. Um, yes. All right. So my last question, and I always, um, I credit my friend Asia Atwood. Uh, <laughs> so I like to ask my guest, what is your favorite way to consume cannabis? Mm. So um I will say I really like um, tinctures. Tinctures, okay. Um, but I also like chocolates and uh, gummies. But the, the trick with the chocolates and the gummies is you really do have to time it. Um, I, I chew them until they're liquefied to help with the absorption. And so it's, it's better in your, yeah, it's, it's like getting a tincture if you absorb it in your mouth. Is that true? Um, well, of? it just like... speeds it up. Okay. So if I just... You know, ate an edible. Um, it may take two hours for it to come to full fruition. Um, I notice if I can help dissolve it in my mouth, melt it in my mouth, um, it speeds it up. So I start to feel an effect, um, a full effect by an hour. And but I'm feeling pretty good after 30 minutes. Yeah, well, that is cool. actually good insight. I, <laughs> someone told me that about the the dissolving. Maybe it's a CBD guy telling me to let it dissolve into my tongue because I do like. I like gummy just in general. Yeah. Like I just like gummy candy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm actually not a big edible person, but I do like the gummy candy. So yeah, he said if should... I did the CBD, I should stick it under my tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Sublingual is always going to be the fastest. I learn something every day. Any, <laughs> anything else you want to share, Amy, before we sign off? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've covered it all. And what, what's the date? What are the, what are the dates you're looking for for your um, first? So, well, the, the oh, yeah. complication on yeah. the wedding stuff is we're actually going to do our first launch okay. on nice. November 10th. Oh, oh very nice. All right. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you. Very welcome. When we're at the wedding expo, we'll talk about this. That would be wonderful. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Send us some cards. We'll like walk we'll around do. them. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> this was awesome. Our time always goes so fast. I know. Um, all right, so for my amazing guest, Kate Morgan, can you say the name of your company for sure. me one more time? <laughs> Janice Rididas, and it's Live Lilium. Perfect. I want to thank um, my co-host, Kenna's sister, Amy Searles. <laughs> Great. Today, I want to thank the Podcast Garage in Austin, Massachusetts. I want to thank Dan French, my director. 
Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Cannamom theme music, Todd Ames, Byron Ress, and thank you for taking the time to listen to The Cannamom Show, where we are changing the expectations of caregiving and crushing that cannabis stigma one canna story at a time.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events, all that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out.